from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Welcome, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world, plus commentary on issues that give us angst and cause us concern. And today's topic is is uh, less angst and more wonder. Wonder, what are we doing and are we supposed to be doing it? So we're we'll getting into that here in a moment, but it is straight talk. You've got questions. We've got answers. I have the text line open, and I love, love to hear from you. 515-223-1150. Your comments, your questions, whether you agree or disagree or you have an idea, I'd love to hear from you during the show. Again, that's 515-223-1150. You can text us. I am Jean Wells, and it's really, truly a blessing to be here in Iowa Catholic Radio to share both my viewpoint and the in the news of what's going on. And to bring you, you know, the faith in a way that allows you to look at it a little bit differently. Very, very grateful to Mercy One Studio, uh, or Mercy One for sponsoring our studio here at Iowa Catholic Radio. On today's show, I have John Gaffney. He's the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines. And Justin White, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. And we have a very simple question. Do you love Jesus? I don't know about you folks, but for many years, I participated in church because, well, it's what I did. (laughs) I cantered, I lectured, I served on parish council or finance committee, helped with fundraisers, went to lots of fish fries and lots of pancake breakfasts. And if someone had said to me, well, Gene, do you love Jesus? I would have said, well, absolutely, yes. But in my heart of hearts... Would I have really understood what I was so eagerly affirming? And I would guess most of us might say, well, no, I really, I didn't really know. So between working for the church now and researching material for shows here at Iowa Catholic Radio, participating in retreats and conferences, you know, I've I've grown from a perfunctory response to a passionate response. Our love for Jesus is not learned in textbooks books, but is a a part of a personal relationship with him. Our love for Jesus grows as we learn from him through sacred scripture. Our love for Jesus grows as we settle into prayerful conversations with him, both in speaking and in listening. Our love for Jesus has no end. So we can't take a test and get an A on it and say we're done. But we have to consider ourselves truly on a lifelong journey. So we'll be visiting with John Gaffney and Justin White from the uh, Department of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines on Do You Love Jesus? Um, We'll be discussing really the past, how we taught that perhaps, the present of what of what we're doing, how we can change that, and what that future looks like for each one of us as individuals and as church, uh, how we can embrace that new relationship with Jesus in ways we never imagined. It's very, this topic is so exciting for me. 
Uh, but first, a few events to get on your calendar. Iowans for Life will hold their 10th Christmas gala on November 21st with their guest speaker, Bishop William Johnson. Uh, tickets are available online at iowansforlife.org. I'll be there. I hope you'll be there as well. Now, the 2020 No Room at the Inn will be Friday, December 4th at 7 p.m. It's this virtual holiday reception to raise funds for homeless families. Uh, They'll provide seasonal entertainment and beautiful settings. There'll be a virtual tour of the Catholic Charities programs, and we'll learn how they address homelessness in our community. There's a beautiful hand-carved nativity to be raffled off. You can purchase your tickets before November 30th to be included in the drawing. So for complete details, go online to catholiccharitiesdm.org forward slash events. The Iowa Catholic Radio Dinner is in December. It's December 5th at Embassy Suites. So mark your calendars for that now with guest speaker Jeff Cavins, best known for bringing us the Great Pieball Timeline Adventure. I'll keep you posted on details as we get closer to that event. A couple of things in the news. Uh, The number of Catholics worldwide increased by almost 16 million people in one year. Now we're up to 1.33 billion. That's according to statistics highlighted by the Vatican ahead of the 2020 World Mission Sunday, which was this past Sunday. Even with the third consecutive year of increases, though, the percentage of Catholics in the world population was unchanged. We're still at 17.7%, meaning that the number of Catholics is increasing in line with the broader global population growth. Well, that's good. At least we're not going the opposite direction. So that's a good thing. Local authorities in the Saravan province of Laos have thrown out seven Christians from their homes for refusing to renounce their faith. Yes, that is happening in 2020. These Christians are now forced to live in the open and in the surrounding forest, despite a national law protecting their free exercise of religion. That law, enacted uh, this past December, almost a year ago, allows Laotian Christians the right to conduct services and preach throughout the country. However, Laotian churches must fund their own operations and obey the country's law. Again, seven Christians were thrown out of their homes. They weren't preaching on the street. They were in their own homes, and they were thrown out of their own homes because they would not renounce their faith. It is not just the issues here in our country. It's issues all over the world. Hey, joining me after this break is John Gaffney, the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines, and Justin White, the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. And we're going to talk about, do you love Jesus? It's time for Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. 
Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Catholic Tuition Organization. Your support of CTO provides qualifying families tuition assistance to send their kiddos to our Catholic schools. They benefit and you benefit with 65% Iowa tax credits. Online at ctoiowa.org. Until December 15th, contributions from new donors are matched. New donors double their impact with a donation to CTO. Thanks to the Reichardt Family Foundation. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines. 515-440-4610 or online, ashworthvision.com. Welcome back. Excuse me. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Kathy Radio. This is Jean Wells. And as always, I love when you um, text in if you have a question or a comment or a suggestion or an idea. Um, I love to hear from our listeners. Uh, 515-223-1150. Same phone number. You call. You can text us as well. Now, joining me today are John Gaffney and Justin White. John is the Director of Evangelization Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines, and Justin White is the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry, also for the Diocese. And the question to both of you guys, do you love Jesus? John? Yes. Yes, yes I do. And you're done, right? You you love him. You're done. You don't have to do anything else. Oh, I wish it were that easy, Jane. <laughs> I wish it were that easy. Oh, Justin, how about you? Are you going to get 100% on this test as well? Absolutely not. Uh-oh. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best, absolutely. But uh, no, I, I, I am a uh, frequent, frequent seeker of reconciliation, that's for sure. Well, aren't we all? I mean, we are 
You know, I love it when you go to confession, then you come out and you're like, I can't believe that woman wore that outfit to the church. And it's like, well, I should just turn right around and go back in. (laughs) (laughs) Not a very loving thing. Well, this is such an interesting topic. When when we met to kind of prepare for the show, I was so excited about this journey that we are all on. And, you know, I, I just think, why is it so hard today? Well, in 2020s, especially, to grow into a faith-filled Catholic. Who wants to take that off the top? Well, I can, well, I can I think, start. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and I think today, as in all of salvation history, um, and we look back to the Acts of the Apostles, we can see the same thing. You know, we swim in a secular culture. And uh, and when you're inundated with media, with entertainment, with um, uh, with, with things to do uh, that uh, uh, distract, um, th- these these make it difficult um, to to grow uh, in our faith. But these are also the times that make great saints. So 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 you've got that swimming in the secular culture, but you also have the great challenge that's. Uh, uh, Put down in front of each of us to um, uh, to keep pointing to Jesus uh, for ourselves first, and then to accompany others along the journey. But, you know, Justin, as we look to the past, the history. You know, my my grandma was born in in nineteen hundred. I just I I remember that because how cool is that to be born in the turn of the yeah. century? But were those previous generations, you know, like my grandparents, taught the faith in a way that made them better Catholics? Or like John was saying, is it just the distractions or what is it that that is the that difference between the old school and and today? So I was born 85 years after your grandma. So (laughs) I I can't speak as much to uh, the way she was taught the faith. But um, I think each generation has its own set of distractions and challenges. and, And you know, I think in the same way, each generation, the way they're taught the faith is ideally catered to where they are. And I, I think the Church has been doing a really good job for a long time, really, but in, in very kind of explicit terms for the last 50, 60 years, of saying we have to look to the signs of the times to shape the way in which we are spreading the good news. Right? We have to take a look around at the realities of people's lives and that's where we meet them with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's challenging because it's constantly having to be adapted and, and reviewed and looked at and go, are we really bearing fruit? That's kind of the key. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when grandma... Uh, oh, Jean? Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, um, can I pick up on something that Absolutely. Uh, is amazing of what Justin just said? You know, I think one of the things that is difficult for us, especially those of us who may be 50s, 60s, and above, is um, we remember the age of Christendom. And I know that that sounds kind of like this ominous term, yeah. um, but it, it's when I've never the went culture... there on vacation. I, I don't know. where you, <laughs> do you went there? Did you have to fly I did. I went on, to Christendom? I went to this park called Christendom. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just like Disney. Um, oh, okay. But no, we... Um, uh, but if, if you go back to uh, the times right before the Second Vatican Council, so post-World War II, the 50s, 60s, and even a little bit into the early 70s, you had, um, you had 
the culture in the United States was was really a Christian culture. So uh, I, I always give the example. I did not, as most people on on your show know, I did not grow up Catholic. I grew up Methodist, mm-hmm. and and we still love school. you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Went to school on the east side of Des Moines um, at Willard Elementary School uh, near the fairgrounds, and um, when I grew up. Um, Every Friday, there was, uh, this is a Des Moines public school, there was cheese pizza, fish sticks, or other non-meat items were the only thing you could get from the cafeteria, because even the public school recognized the uh, that they were in a Christian culture, that hmm. that's the school, your home, and your church, whether it was Catholic or Protestant, um, the, that, was, that was the culture, and... Um, and since at least the early 70s, we continue to move away from that. So so what Justin is saying is absolutely correct, is is looking at that science of the times, looking at the times today, not romanticizing the past, but realizing uh, what's the mission uh, that Christ is calling us to today uh, in this culture. Well, you know, it's interesting. As I, as I think back to my grandma, 1900s, there was no television, you know, there was, you know, you didn't play any games on the Internet. You know, there were there was no Facebook, you know, but it was still the family had to have been committed that if they were going to take that time when they were together to be focused on church, on faith, on on their own spirituality, they had to make that choice. They could have easily been you know, working in the garden, something else. Um, Just like parents today have to make that choice that this is an important part of our family. So we are going to pray together. We are going to read scripture together. We are going to spend time in discussion around the saints or whatever. Um, It's, you know, it's, we have to practice the faith, right? I mean, if we really want to grow in love in Jesus, we have to practice the faith. I think the important thing about practicing is that when it comes to the faith, it's easy to forget what we really mean by that, right? And we think of, oh, okay, well, you know, just do the things I'm supposed to do and, and whatnot. And quotes these days are weird because, honestly, you know, online has, has ruined those. You can just throw whatever inspirational quote you want and pretend it's attributed to Abraham Lincoln or something like that. But a similar <laughs> he, one Well, is, he, read, he was on the Internet with that, right? That's the one. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like it was a while back that I want to say it was Harry Connick Jr. Uh, I, I read some sort of quote from him that said, you know, someone asked him, are you a practicing Catholic? And he said, yeah, yeah I, I practice every day and hopefully one day I'll get it right. Mm. And that's kind of the, the key there is we have to recognize that this is a daily thing. It's mm. not a, I mean, you started off the show really well kind of hitting on this with, you know, do you love Jesus is not just a thing where you can answer, yep, I yep. pulled that off last week, and now I'm good. Now I'm good to go. Yep. I got an A on that test, so, yep, we're good to go. Yeah, we have to we have to continue to practice, and and having got into into that mode, it's like the more I I study and grow and love Jesus, the more I realize I don't want to squat, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's like now the whole world becomes open to... Um, how it's framed because of, of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's like, you know, there's no way in my lifetime I will learn everything I need to learn and live and breathe. Um, and thank goodness we have hope, because then in our eternal life we'll, we'll know that. 
Um, well, you know, I think, Gene, I think Pope Francis really breaks open what you and Justin are, are, are talking about as well. He's, you know, he's urging, you know, each of us, uh, the, the Church uh, is uh, and our parishes are there to support us, but he, he's really urging each of us to, to reach out, uh, to be rooted in prayer, um, he wants us to develop an intimate friendship with Jesus Christ, which uh, may be something that is really quite out of uh, our uh, comfort zone, maybe, for, mm-hmm. for some of us uh, Catholics. You know, Pope Francis is asking us then to to share, you know, that intimacy, that the, the spiritual mm-hmm. intimacy uh, that we have uh, with everyone then in our lives, uh, so, so that we can see the joy comes with Christ uh, shining forth in us. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't use our words, is is Christ being reflected mm-hmm. in us? And I, I think of uh, um, that uh, St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, when um, when St. Paul is saying, it's no longer I who live, but, but, Christ, but Christ who, who lives, lives in me. In me. Mm-hmm. The life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And hopefully, even in when I make dreadful mistakes, Mm-hmm. Um, the the um, and and go to reconciliation uh, and apologize. I had to. I, I made a dreadful mistake the other day um, in front of my grandchildren to my wife, and um, and I felt it was necessary to not only apologize to Jane, but to do so in front of them to show uh, what practicing your faith means. Which means sometimes we 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 mess up. Uh, and 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 need to apologize to God and to apologize to our sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. In this case, my wife Jane, in mm-hmm. front of my grandkids, and now in front of all of the Iowa Catholic Radio listening audience. Exactly, yeah. it's public penance. <laughs> That's right. But you know, John, before we before we look to that, let's let's go back again a little bit. You know, the 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 problems that we have experienced in our own church seems to have it has impacted the parishioners in the pew. I mean, there seems to be less trusting of the hierarchy. You know, again, going back to my grandma, you would have never questioned the Pope. You never would have questioned the bishop. You never would have questioned anything. You just would have gone forward. And then, you know, when our own sins of the church have been revealed, um, you know, it, it's it's caused problems. And people are, are leaving because they don't like how that's happening and they're just they're less willing to follow with a blind eye whatever is said by the church and but again we're giving free will so it's good that people are are challenged to make those choices but but with the lack of transparency you know it, they may not come back but with the new transparency they may be open now to to know what god wants them to do you know how do how do we overcome all of that the garbage that has happened in the church Great question, and I'm going to respond to that as somebody in in my mid fifties. Uh, but I'd be interested to hear what Justin has to say too, with regards to um, millennials um, and uh, uh, and younger. You know, um, there's a lot of heartbreak that has happened um, that the church mm-hmm. has inflicted upon herself and and the faithful, and it is. Uh, it is tough uh, to uh, to walk through and and uh, hold your head up high and say you're uh, you're, you're Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, but the thing that gets me through um, 
are are two things. Number one is to to look at that crucifix every single day and to see Jesus on the cross, that he loved me that much that he gave his life for me. He came and he gave his life for me, and he's with me side by side every day. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, uh, and And the way that I am convicted of that um, and and need fraternal correction on that or find joy in that um, uh, in, in what Jesus has done for me is by being a member of of the Catholic Church by my sisters and brothers together going together to God um, and I realize institutions are it, it, it's hard for any institution not just religious but uh, almost every institution is is not trusted and uh, but but the mission of the church i still think uh to this day i'm still convicted that uh that touches hearts and that is um as we reflect god through the mission um and and share god with others that is what connects people to uh to the church and then once they're connected to the church then uh, Jesus, who was love that brought forth that action to begin with, uh, continues that love affair uh, with that with that individual. So, um, so I believe that. And then the second part is my sisters and brothers who accompany me. Um, they 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 really are saints in the making and provide what I need uh, to become a better um, person, the person that God intended to me to be because of my sisters and brothers in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, we can lament this the disassociation of, of folks with the church, or we can do something about it, which is what you're saying. But if we if we do something about it, it's not about getting more, f- just getting numbers up. It's not about raising more money or having more kids in the schools. It's really about saving souls. And that sounds, you know, very philosophical, you know, and that's our mission here at Iowa Catholic Radio. And I'm always humbled by that to think that we have some role in that. But what's the, the simple answer of saying, and just maybe you want to take this one, how do we, how do we go about doing that? I mean, it's not like I get up in the morning and say, okay, my goal today is to save two souls. You know, right? Yeah. How do we how do we live our lives in a way that allows us to do that? I think you have to know people. I think you have to know people and you have to love people. And uh, the, it's really the only way that I could simply lay it out. I mean, mm-hmm. you could certainly uh, uh, unpack that for hours on hours on mm-hmm. hours. Um, but it, it really just comes down to you have to, to know the person. I mean, you can't, you can't quote unquote, save someone's soul. In fact, you, we can't save anybody's soul. Right. right? All yeah. we can do is, <laughs> yeah. you know, help accompany them in their, in their walk with the Lord. But, I mean, we kind of just hit on it a minute ago with the the deep distrust of institutions is a tremendous opportunity to meet others as individuals. Um, you know, we we cannot just sit back in our parishes and trust that the you know authority and rest, respectability and credibility of you know the church is going to bring people bring people in on their own accord. Mm-hmm. We have to go out to meet people individually. And from there, you know, witness to what the Lord has done in our lives. Uh, and so that also means we have to know it ourselves, right? We have to be mm-hmm. close enough with the Lord that we can articulate what the Lord has done for us. And, and for this, I come back over and over 
in my work to uh, the first letter of Peter. In chapter 3, he tells, he tells folks, always be ready to give an account for the reason for your hope. Right? Always mm. be ready to articulate that to other people of, okay, why are you so hopeful? Why should I also be so hopeful? Uh, and if we just, when they ask us that question, sit there and go, I, well, I just, I, I think I'm supposed to, right? Or my parents told me that I was supposed to be Catholic, and so I am, right? That's not, that's not going to convince people these days. No, we no. have to meet them as individuals. I love that. You know, it, it is. It's like, how do, we, how do we say it? How do we live it? so that it becomes evident to others. Hey, we're at the bottom of the hour. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to, when we come back, we're going to talk with John Gaffney and Justin White about, you know, if we're supposed to be loving Jesus, we never talked about it when I was growing up. Why are we talking about it now? Hmm. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. For Iowa Catholic Radio, provided by the Catholic Tuition Organization. Your support of CTO provides qualifying families tuition assistance to send their kiddos to our Catholic schools. They benefit, and you benefit, with 65% Iowa tax credits. Online at ctoiowa.org. Until December 15th, contributions from new donors are matched. New donors double their impact with a donation to CTO, thanks to the Reichardt Family Foundation. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. St. Anthony Catholic School would like to invite you to learn about our exceptional educational program of traditional schooling that includes an opportunity for a second language in Spanish immersion and where faith and prayer are a part of the daily education. Students attend in person and in school five days a week safely. We offer preschool for three-year-olds through eighth grade and on-site child care from 6.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Go to school.stanthonydsm.org to learn more. Partial support for Catholic Women Now comes from injury attorney Fred Haas. When Iowans have been injured through no fault of their own, in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, harmed in a work-related injury, or suffered injury due to negligence of others, Fred Haas has been on their side to help recover from financial, physical, and emotional loss. Fred, double D, Haas, double A. Online at fredhaas.com. The Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Thank you, Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, for underwriting Catholic Women Now. As an authorized independent agent, Cindy's team can provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. Cindy Schulte at 1315 50th Street in West Des Moines or on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. 
Walmart Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Products available at Farm Bureau Financial Services. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio in Crisis the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grace Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. We have a warm front on the way, and that could bring us a few showers this afternoon. Cloudy and mid-40s, a few clouds overnight and down to the upper 30s. A little bit warmer tomorrow with our high in the low 50s, but we could get a few afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Gusty wind and showers on Thursday. The weather is brought to you by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community for over 25 years. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and my guests today are John Gaffney, the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines, and Justin White, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. And we're talking about, do you love Jesus? Now, Justin and John, people might say, well, why did you have these two guys on when you're talking, when your topic is, do you love Jesus? Well, this directly impacts your work for the diocese. John, that's right. Everything, yeah, yeah Justin, yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, just you know, everything we're we're doing is kind of focused on, like I was uh, saying before the before the break, all of this, you know, evangelization, ministry with teens, ministry with with anybody is about helping those who are you know employed by the church or volunteer with the church to just learn new ways of of getting to know people personally and walking mm-hmm. with them towards Christ. And this fits your jobs, both you and John. Right. Yeah. It most certainly does. You know, at, at, at the very core, you know, this vision uh, that, that you've been sharing, um, Gene, today, you know, we, we are brothers and sisters in the Lord, and, and our work is to help others uh, strive to lead all people to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, from, from, a, from working here at the diocese, and working with parishes, and parishes working with uh, 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 parishioners, Pete and Paula in the pew. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the the goal is 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 not a corporate identity as much as it is exactly what Justin said is is that very personal way that um, we can help remove barriers that help people in their own way as God has called them to lead people to God's kingdom. Well, which really gets at that, you know, having those loving relationships. And and again, when I was growing up, there was no talk about loving Jesus. Actually, we never talked about the faith at all. We just did what we were supposed to do. But now there's this, you know, you hear about it all the time, especially on Catholic Radio or EWTN or, or from the pulpit, you know, about loving Jesus, having a personal relationship with Jesus. I mean, did this, I mean, this this all come about because of Vatican II or just because of, like we talked earlier, you know, knowing the signs of the times that we have to be more intentional? You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's good. I like the idea that we are, are making a commitment to say, yes, I love Jesus. John, what well, say you? Well, you know, uh, well, Gene, I, I think, 
I think, first of all, we have to um, think about the language that we're using. So I'm going to go back to my parents, um, Mm -hmm. uh, who were, my dad fought in World War II. Um, They were were born in 1925, 1928. Mm -hmm. And and for my parents, um, they did love, but that love was a faithful focus on duty. If, if, if they focused in on duty of being a good neighbor, the duty of raising uh, children, the duty of civic engagement, uh, the duty of, of putting food and, uh, on the table and clothing us, that was how they loved. They may not have shared words, and they loved Jesus. They did this duty. Uh, there was this obligation, this, uh, uh, so you've got these obligation language, this duty, mm-hmm. um, which which to us may seem alien and forced, but for for my parents, uh, that is their way. That was their language of love, um, and as Justin has shared with the signs of the times, you know, today we we look at um, h- how do we discover Jesus? Well, we discover Jesus who is love. Um, and uh, we encounter him um, through an abundant of, abundant mercy from from hope and and from others sharing how Jesus has loved them uh, and loved them into the church uh, with with others on the journey with them. Mm-hmm. so 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 that's what I would say with regards to the the shifting in times. Mm-hmm. it's It's the same love language, or it's the same love. The language may be a little bit different in perspective. Mm-hmm. Less about obligation and more about relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So when we talk, th- this premise, and when we talk about loving Jesus, there is a, a word that you guys threw out that, you know, we all have to learn how to pronounce and then learn how to spell, um, charisma. But what does that really, what is that premise? What does that explain that in terms that we don't have to know how to spell it? Well, for charisma, sure. when we're we're talking about the the good news of Jesus Christ, I mean, in, in a sense, we're kind of going back to that first letter of Peter. Of mm-hmm. you know, for me to articulate the reason for my hope would mean that I understand kind of the the core of of what Jesus has done, uh, and not just in a broad kind of you know uh, church language sort of way, but that I really you know, get what what it means to say that he loves me, he has saved me, and that he's walking with me. And mm-hmm. Pope Francis is all of his documents is really kind of hammering home that language uh, in a in a real way. And this isn't to say that Pope Benedict or Pope John Paul II or or anybody else hasn't, but Pope Francis has really made this a central theme of you know we need to daily understand and come to come to see. He says you know renew our conversion daily. Uh, in in the understanding of what Jesus has done for us. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in fact, Pope Francis says it beautifully, um, as Justin is is sharing this out. That you know, he says Jesus Christ loves you. He gave his life to save you, and now he's living at your side every day to enlighten, strengthen, and free you. And and so that that's a proclamation. So kerygma just simply means to proclaim. Uh, uh, so, so we are proclaiming your faith. For some of us, mm-hmm. it's it, like here on the radio, the mm-hmm. three of us. Yep. It's through words and sharing out uh, in this beautiful 
um, uh, ministry of Iowa Catholic Radio. Others, it might be um, helping at a, at a soup kitchen. Others, it's raising their children to, to love Jesus. But it's, it's, so there's the first proclamation for people who've never known of Jesus. They may have heard of Jesus' name, but really never, uh, spent much time getting to know Jesus. So there's the first proclamation, but then there's the other one that, that Justin's talking about, which we need to renew almost every day. That, that, uh, you know, why did Jesus come? Uh, why, why were we created? And, uh, and did Jesus just disappear and send the Holy Spirit? Or is he with us every single day to uh, enlighten, strengthen, and free us? Uh, so, um, so I think it's it's uh, um, th- th- that's where Pope Francis is trying to remind us every day uh, of how important this message of proclaiming is. You know, John, as you you talk about oh, working in the soup kitchen or you know Connection Cafe or Habitat for Humanity, there are folks that don't know Jesus at all that are still doing those things. So mm-hmm. I think the challenge then for those of us that are our lives are centered on Christ is to show evidence of that. I mean, we can work side by side with someone on a Habitat for Humanity build and wear our, our crucifix, um, you know, say a prayer as we begin. I, I, I don't know how we can share that. And I think that's where the rubber hits the road. It's like, how do we, how do we allow others to see that we're doing this because of our love of Jesus and his love of all of us, as opposed to, we just want to be a good guy. Well, I mean, the scriptures tell us that it'll, the work of showing that will be done for us by the love that we show, Mm -hmm. right? They will know that we follow Christ by the love that we show to others. And which I think we should then take heart and understand that when we earnestly love others out of that love for Christ and the love that Christ has for us, that will show itself, right? We won't need to say, you know, it's important you all understand that I'm doing this because of Jesus, because frankly, that kind of downplays a lot of it, right? As soon as I'm like, well, I'm only here because I feel like Jesus makes me be here. Uh, but rather the, the type of love, the character of the love, and the consistency of the love in our lives will just have that character. And we've seen that in the lives of the saints throughout history. You know, people talk about when they were in the presence of saints, especially. Those are the ones that I find so compelling. It's the testimonies of people who've known saints. They go, there was just, there was something about how they loved people. You know, Mm -hmm. there was something about their holiness that just radiated in this, you know, nonverbal sort of way. Um, And I think that's where we need to trust really handing our lives over to Christ. He will take our love and make it the sort of thing that that shows himself to others by it. It's not something we can do by our efforts. I love that, because how inadequate we all are. Hey, we need to take our last break. John Gaffney, I know you need to uh, leave us for now. I want to thank you for joining us. But when we come back, we're going to visit with Justin White about, you know, this all sounds real good, but, you know, we're parents, we're grandparents. What is the family role, and how do we bring that all together? You're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop, ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company. 
providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Cents Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Cents Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Tickets are available for the 59th annual Dallin Catholic Pancake Breakfast at dallincatholic.org. Tickets will provide four pancake breakfast boxes containing the Dallin Catholic High School Signature Buttermilk Pancake Batter Mix, plus individual syrups. Enjoy delicious pancakes on your schedule and in the comfort of your home. No need to get up early and stand in line. Make your pancakes on your time. Learn more about the 59th annual Dallin Catholic Pancake Breakfast tickets at dallincatholic.org. Get your tickets today at dallincatholic.org. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you online at mercydesmoines.org. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and my guest is Justin White, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines. And we've been talking about, do you love Jesus? And it's like, you know, this sounds wonderful, but, you know, when we when we crawl out of bed in the morning, we may have little kids running around, teenagers that, you know, are having us pull out our hair, we're grandparents, you know, we just want to play and have fun with the kiddos. You know, what is the role of the family these days when there are so many distractions to helping to raise their kids and grandkids, even the neighbor kids, to love Jesus? Justin, how do we do that? Uh, if you figure it out, I would love to hear. Okay, like, I would love excellent. To know. Folks, you have to text us, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, with three little ones myself at home, that is, and I, and I, I would... I would say that it really is just the commit, the daily commitment to doing exactly what you said, or, you know, to recognizing the place of, you know, the home as the, the school of faith, the, the way, the place where these things get, get ingrained, these habits, whatever they are, these mindsets, um, and just seeing the faith as a priority. You know, we're certainly not going to, uh, our, our kids are certainly not going to be taught outside the home that their faith is a priority. That's not the message that is being uh, that is being conveyed. And so if we want that to be the case, we have to live it in our homes. And so, yeah, I mean, I can really only speak from what's worked in our home and what's, what people have said, uh, you know, that it has worked in theirs. And I know uh, some sort of morning offering as a family before running out the door to whatever it happens to be um, is huge for us, you know, just making sure that it's known, like, hey, we start our day in prayer and we offer it to the Lord. And it, and it can be that simple. A lot of times ours really is, you know. It doesn't have to be right, the memorized on, official. Mm-hmm. Right, and it really is. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. We offer it to you. 
with a Hail Mary. We say a Hail Mary to family, and then we run out the door, and the chaos continues sort mm-hmm. of thing. And it's little little things like that along the way that just show our kids that it's important, and that seems for us to be mm-hmm. a big key. Well, and I, I look at those parents, too, that um, were not brought along that path as young people, you know, I mean, my right. journey, I, I was, you know, you did everything you were supposed to do, and then you would love Jesus. You know, there's like, you know, A plus B equals C. And, and but it was really my engagement, you know, the invitation to be a part of this retreat or that chirp or that CEW or, you know, the, all of those various things that helped me realize that there was more. You know, if if you've not been raised in that, and and not been invited to that. I mean, really, the rest of us can help folks, help those young parents along that line. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and we're seeing that in so many of our, of our, you know, new homes these days as, you know, as teens become young adults, become young parents, become, you know, all this sort of, they're asking these questions as they dive in going, you know what, upon, upon looking at it, we didn't come from homes that taught us this, and we have no idea how to run a home that's going to teach us, you know, going to teach <laughs> our kids this. Um, I think it's honestly, and I'm showing somewhat of my bias towards young adult ministry, being the director of youth and young yeah. adult ministry, but I think meeting those young adults that are, you know, on the verge of being young parents and meeting those young parents um, and really walking with them and saying, okay, let's let's talk about, you know, your, your struggles and, you know, the, your joys and all that sort of stuff in how you're raising your family Catholic, because they really earnestly want to. Uh, they're just not really sure what that means. Right. Again, if they don't have any, and, and even the experiences that you may have had growing up in a Catholic home, again, the sign of the times may make that change. You're running out the door right. saying the morning offering, you know? Right. Yeah. Now, all of this being said, how does worship of Jesus then change. And I'm not talking COVID and wearing masks. I'm talking about in our hearts. How do you see our worship of Jesus changing? I'm not entirely sure. Can you elaborate a little bit? Well, uh, I mean, as I'm, as I'm thinking about that, you know, really our, if, if we love Jesus, and again, we may have gone to Mass for years, checking it off the box. It's Sunday, mass, check, done. You know, how how is our heart then really turned to Jesus in a new and exciting way at mass, especially, I mean, for me, especially, I'm going to answer my own question, Justin. You know, <laughs> to me, it's the Eucharist. You know, when, when the um, the host is elevated. This is my body. You know, it's like, you know, take and eat. You know, it's like I put my hands out like, okay, you know, put it in my hand. And then as I, I, I touch my heart, it's like it's Jesus touching my heart, you know, and it's and it it means something more, you know, not that I, I did a physical movement, but that it's like I'm just embracing Jesus more and more into my into my heart almost every time I go to Mass. Right, and exactly like you said, it's about that that change of perspective or, or attitude or disposition that you mentioned, right? You're, mm-hmm. This is no longer, uh, you know, merely a duty, but rather is something you seek out of love for the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the key in so many ways. And so the question becomes, well, then how do we 
help to shape people in understanding it as that, right? I, you know, mm-hmm. it comes down to that relationship, that personal relationship with others that says, you know, for me, I understand this as something that I do for love of Jesus. And, and you know, I think that's a worth, worthwhile attitude for you to take as well, sort of thing, and show them really the change that can happen from that. And I think, you know, part of it is we, when we see worship as a thing we're supposed to do rather than something we ought do to give justice to the Lord, right, and, and to fulfill ourselves in the way that He has made us to be fulfilled, well, that changes it a little bit. It's not just, you know, the thing I wake up early for on my you know, one of my two weekend days, it's the purpose for my being. Well, and these, I mean, it, we're really talking about perpetual conversion moments. You know, it's not like, you know, you read some book and it's like, you know, this lightning struck and there was a, a conversion moment and now I believe in Jesus. It's like these right. are these are little or big, I mean, really, conversion moments and and... I'm compelled then to to do something with this. I mean, you know, I was asking um, my pastor once, it's like, what do I do with all this? Oh, maybe you should be a missionary. And I'm like, I don't want to go to a foreign country. That's, I don't, that's not my thing. And he's like, I didn't mean that, Gene. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, so what does that mean? If we, if we're, if we want to share, not everyone gets a chance to do it on Iowa Catholic Radio. How does that look? What does that what do we do <laughs> to be a missionary in our day-to-day lives? Uh, you love the people around you. I think that really is kind of the most simple simple explanation for it. You, you know, the people around you, whether at your workplace, uh, in your school, in your home, I mean, you, you get to know them as people. And especially at work, this can be difficult. You know, it can turn into, well, you know, I feel like I don't know them as personally, and we tend to you know, maybe be more irritated by the people we know at work or we give them less charity. It's easier to go home and just kind of vent or something like that. But when, if we see them as children of God and love them as that, we see them in a new way. Mm-hmm. And again, they will know that love. They will recognize that love if we hand it over to the Spirit and really let it do its work. Something will stir within them, uh, and we, we trust that to the Lord to open their eyes to the love of God, and then all of a sudden questions start coming. You know, hey, you mentioned going to church a couple weeks ago. Where do you go? You know, oh, I go over to, you know, such-and-such Catholic church, and oh, yeah. And then, frankly, half the time in our day and age today, you'll hear, oh, yeah, I grew up Catholic, or I went to Catholic Mm -hmm. school also. And there's that, you know, the Holy Spirit's got its foot in the door right there, and you go, oh, how about that? And you just, you get to know them and and love them. And And then you say, you want to come with me? There you go. Yep. And at some mm-hmm. point that leads itself to an invitation. And, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Maybe they say no. And, and part of the key also is you're not getting to know them just for the sake of bringing them to church, right? You're not getting to know them just for the sake of, you know, like, hey, I'm only being nice to you so that hopefully you'll be Catholic, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's You get to know them for the sake of who they are because it's what Jesus has taught us to do and has brought us to do is to love them. Um, you know, and, and nine times out of ten, the the... The magical conversion is not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to see it's kind of the, the unfortunate part of working in, in ministry and evangelization is you usually don't see the fruits of your of your labor, right? But yeah. years down the road, you know, the Spirit works as it wills. So our homework assignment today, folks, is to look at that 
one person that irritates you at work and love them. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a good start. So what are the other, I mean, we've got just a few seconds here, Justin. What are some other things that we can do? I mean, this isn't about signing up for a program. We're not promoting some event. But what are the things that we can do in our own day and time? You know, one thing that can help us deepen our relationship with Jesus. Read the Gospels more often. Uh, if I, if I had to say one thing. Over and over and over. Say, yeah. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, uh, uh, one that changed my, my life was a handful of years ago, there was a priest that tweeted out, you should be reading one Gospel a week. Just, hmm. just over and over and over and over. And so I tried to make that a, a regular practice. And it was, I mean, it was, it was huge for me. Wow. And with Advent coming up, you could read all four Gospels prior to go. Christmas. Yeah, that sounds good. Hey, yep. Justin, go. thank you so much. And thanks, John, also for joining me. Both of them are with the uh, Diocese of Des Moines and the uh, Uh, Office of Catechesis and Evangelization. Uh, Justin is the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry. Thank you, Justin, for joining me. Of course. And also thanks to Jimmy Olson, my producer. I'm Jean Wells. And today I'm asking St. Philip Neri, who shared his faith with such great joy. I ask him to intercede for us that our love for Jesus be equally as contagious. St. Philip Neri, pray for us. I'm going to thank all of you for joining me today on Straight Talk. We are on the be care, on the air because of your prayers and your generosity. I thank you so, so much. Um, please consider a tax-deductible gift to Iowa Catholic Radio. Go online, iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and always available on podcasts through the Iowa Catholic Radio free app. Stay tuned now for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.